everybody. Welcome to episode 92 of Buds and Blue Jays, your place for all things related to the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm your host, Jesse Burrell, and I am joined, as always, by my usual co-host, Riley McConnell. And Riley, the Toronto Blue Jays entered the undefeated Tampa Bay Rays into Rogers Center this weekend. And as we kind of talked about in our last episode, we knew we weren't going to get swept. But Riley, we continued those winning ways. We won the first two games of those series. The third game is actually is just getting started right now, so we'll give you any updates as those games goes on. But we're hoping for a sweep on Buds and Blue Jays. And worst case scenario, we got a Series W with Alec Manoa on the mound today. So, Riley, how are you feeling after the big win in Tampa against Tampa Bay? Oh, my goodness. You want to talk about a team that you're really scared of coming into the Rogers Center. I know we haven't had good luck at the Trop, but maybe with this new ballpark, you know, maybe this will be Tampa Bay's kryptonite heading into the new Rogers Center. Maybe, maybe they're the new team that's going to struggle at someone else's home field. And, mm-hmm. I mean... I, we can't say enough good things right now about this Toronto Blue Jays roster. I am super happy with the outcomes of Game 1 and Game 2. Game 3, obviously, as you said, on the on the way pretty much right now. And yeah, 2-0 to start a three-game series against an undefeated ball club. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. It's very early yet still in the season. Yep. And I mean, I was scared heading into this Tampa series. I won't lie to you. I mean, they're not going to go 162-0 this year. That is confirmed. But at some point, they seem very unstoppable. And uh, we're at a very good spot right now, I think. I mean, I am super happy. Obviously, you, you want to go undefeated and score 10 runs every game. That just doesn't happen. Super happy with how this has been against the Rays at home right now. Blue Jays are winners of nine of their last 11 games going into the series finale. And let's get into those game recaps here. Game one, it was the undefeated Rays against Jose Brios. All things pointed to a Tampa Bay Rays victory, but baseball just doesn't work that way. Jose Brios put his best start of the season. Five innings pitched, only through 77 pitches, but only one earned run to Loud Riley and zero walks with six strikeouts from Jose Barrios. We loved that. And the Jays were able to score four runs in the bottom of the fifth, thanks to five hits from Bo Bichette. And we got a home run from George Springer to lead off that game through to win six to three. Game four, or game two of the series, the Blue Jays won this one five to two. Jays were gotten into a 3-1 lead after the fourth inning. And uh, Yusei Kikuchi, my guy, pitched really good as well. Nine strikeouts, Riley, four hits, one earned run, only one walk for Yusei Kikuchi. It might have been his Best start as a Toronto Blue Jay. Jays got some runs thanks to a Whit Merrifield double, and we had multiple hits from both Alejandro Kirk and Danny Jansen, so our catching tandem doing some work in this game. And like we said, Game 3 is happening right now. Alec Manoa is about to throw his first pitch, so we will give you any updates as they happen there. But coming into the final game here, the Blue Jays are 10-5. and five. We are three games back of the Tampa Bay Rays. A win today puts us only two games back. And we are in the top wildcard position. We are second place in the AL East. So, Riley, lots of storylines to come out. Even just the two games that we saw here, where do you want to go first with our first thumbs up? I mean, I suppose we can we can look right to our, our pitchers first off because 100%. you saying it was best, you know, uh, could have been Kikuchi's best start. I believe that. And a well-needed bounce-back start for Jose Brios as well. I know they didn't even, you know, they didn't go very far into the games, but they did what they had to do, and they both looked very good. A lot of swing and miss on both of their um, both their pitching lines. And, I mean, their pitch mixes looked better. I mean, Barrios mixing in the breaking ball with his fastball actually looked like a good pitch mix. And same with Yusei Kikuchi. He was locating his pitchers. I think um, his, his cutter that came inside to right-handed batters looked very effective as well as the split finger. And I felt really good about how they pitched. Of course, in those two two starts, when they first towed the rubber, those aren't necessarily two 
pitchers I felt an awful lot of confidence in. But after the game kind of progressed, I mean, sort of put me at ease a little bit. I would have liked to supported them by six or seven runs by the sure, third inning. You know, it would have made me feel a little bit better. But they they looked great. And I mean, it's kind of a for me, it's a split thumbs up. It's a three game set. Yes, Manoa's going today. But if we're going to talk about uh, kind of adding on to two thumbs up, it's our bottom of the rotation right now with Brios and Kikuchi. Both fantastic starts. Exactly what we needed out of both of them, man. They were, go we're going up against an undefeated team. We needed quality starts. Now, I showed Jesse to you. I, ne I don't necessarily think Tampa has a very deep order. Um, I, I think they win a lot of games based off pitching and pitching alone, yeah, as well as fairly good defense. But, I mean, still, you're up against a major league lineup, and we've seen Barrios blow up against some pretty bad teams. Yep. This didn't happen. Shut down an undefeated team, and like that, we're 2-0 and in the series right now with Game 3 underway. So, I feel good about that. Kikuchi, Barrios, both get a thumbs up from me, man. Yeah, excellent. Let's dive a little deeper into the two starts here from both these players. And I want to start with Jose Barrios. We talked about it on our last episode, Riley. I was officially putting Jose Barrios on watch. I wanted to see some three things or else just get them. So let's check in with that. The first thing I said, I want him to throw that slur ball 70% of the time. Well, of course, he didn't do it in this start. Only 25% of the time. His forcing fastball was still his most used pitch. And then I wanted to see some exit velocity readings come down against Jose Barrios. And the forcing fastball still got hit pretty hard. I think he gave up a baseball as hard as 102.6 or sorry, his average of exit velocity against that fastball is 102.6. Someone hit it as hard as 106.7. So still not ideal for uh, the forcing fastball, but the thing he was doing better is he was actually locating the pitch much better. And it's amazing how much better of a pitcher you can be when you are not leaving those pitches, especially his forcing fastball right down the middle of the plate. If you are actually able to put it in a good spot, Hey, it's fastball command, Riley. We've talked about it being one of the most important things for pitchers to have. And Jose Brios did that a lot better in this start. Progress, Jose Brios is still on my watch, but a good thing to see going forward. You would like to see another, you know, it, it's a totally not redeemed Jose Barrios right now. We want to see multiple starts in a row that are similar to that or even even better because that's that's pretty much bare minimum of a quality start in a lot of ways. 77 pitches is still a pretty good work workload but you again just yeah you would like to see those those fastball numbers uh especially for exit velocity come down quite a bit right now um if he's going to decide to use that pitch the majority of the time mm -hmm. and let's get into Yusei Kikuchi here Riley I, I loved this performance for Yusei Kikuchi Riley and I have some quotes from the rest of the Blue Jays staff on what they thought about Yusei Kikuchi so let's start with Blue Jays manager John Schneider on what he said about Yusei Kikuchi and he said quote a confident pitcher is a dangerous thing. And that's what you say Kikuchi is right now. So first one, love that. Let's go to the other side of the diamond here and let's see what the Tampa Bay Rays manager, Kevin Cash, said about you say Kikuchi. And he said this, quote, yesterday he took it to another level on us. For whatever reason, he just loves pitching against us, which I don't know what you say Kikuchi would have against the Tampa Bay Rays, but he has had some good starts against them in his career. And hey, if he's pissed off to pace the Rays, then absolutely love it. And then the last quote I have here is the Blue Jays catcher, Danny Jansen, on what he saw from Yusei Kikuchi today. And he said, quote, last year, nobody held themselves to a higher standard than Yusei Kikuchi. You can tell he worked his butt off all offseason and in the spring. And now early in the season, he's getting results. He has been electric, Riley. So 
Woo! I don't know about you, man, but I am absolutely hyped on Yusei Kikuchi, and I think this is just the start of way better things to come. I think Yusei Kikuchi could be moving up this pitching rotation depth. He could be our number three, even ahead of Chris Bassett. And there's a chance, Riley, Yusei Kikuchi starts a playoff game. I know we're looking away down the line, but that's where things are going for Yusei Kikuchi and the Blue Jays this year. So tell me how hyped you are. I like to read into things like that, Jesse. It's it's yes, it's a little into the future. I like to look down the line. I like to kind of do my predictions and see how things will progress throughout the year. And I mean, he had a great spring training. He's had some quality starts for us early on in the season. And that's important, man, because I totally think that he would the conversation about Kikuchi would be a lot different if these starts that were going on right now happened in June or July. These starts early on, these quality starts early on for Kikuchi are very, very important for kind of what's going to happen with him on this team. He comes in and on a pretty short leash, I would assume, from the you know the pitching staff and everything else. Um, but now the kind of the leash is extending. And, I mean, for a guy that we talked about, Jesse, yeah, two times, two times through the order kind of guy, now he's actually looking good. He looked great against Tampa. And, yeah, maybe we let him go longer. Of course, you don't want to let him go too far where he has a four-run blow-up in the six or anything like that. But I mean, yeah, a guy who worked his butt off in the offseason, it showed those numbers in spring training were great. And it shows right now with where he's at. I totally think that things could get a lot better. Now, this isn't a guy by any means. But if you're talking about a guy who could sit third in our rotation as far as the numbers go, then, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we were looking at from uh, getting him from Seattle. Is you kind of you kind of saw him because uh, came in the major leagues at an older age and was kind of already established in some ways from Japan, and now he's kind of coming into his own finally. I think this is uh, like this is probably the best thing you could possibly see early on in the season from a pitcher that is only going to get better, Jesse. A hundred percent. And I am excited to see what happens next for Yusei Kikuchi. Riley, let's take a look over to a player on the offensive side of the diamond who's really impressed us. And uh, Riley, do you remember the last Blue Jay shortstop to get five hits in a game? I'm going to, I totally, I, I, is it Alex Gonzalez? I don't know for sure. There might have been another one, but Alex Gonzalez is one to come into mind. I actually don't have the answer to this, but I know Alex Gonzalez oh. did have a six-hit game. I'm sure someone can look that up. But Bo Bichette just had a five-hit game here, Riley. And Bo Bichette looks like a man on another level. I was watching this game while I was at work the other day. I was sitting with one of our patrons there at the casino, and we're just sitting there, and we're watching a Bo Bichette at bat. And he just the way he just can flick his wrist, and even on a pitch that's way out of the zone, he can still take that, hit it the other way, and drop it over the first baseman's head for a base hit is a thing of beauty like the way Boba just has a knack for finding barrel of the baseball is very impressive that not a lot of players have and I think the stat was Riley he's now hit over 300 hits with the or 500 hits sorry on his career with a double down the line in the second inning he now is the fastest Blue Jay I believe it was to get 500 hits in his career so a long way to go 2,500 more till he hits that 3,000 mark he's if he has a long lustrous career I think Boba might have a chance to get there I have him for sure if he plays as long as his father did at kind of the same level with the natural um, kind of digression when he hits 33, 34. Um, I have him down for 2,700 hits in his career. If he if he plays a fairly healthy career, I have him down for 2,700 major league hits. Anything in and around 
on that is fine. We'll check in in 15 years, Jesse, uh, whether YouTube is still exists and Spotify still exists at that time. I don't know, but that's what <laughs> I have him down for. But he is certainly, man, if you want to grade players on just bat-to-ball skills and, and hitting the ball, I mean, the idea of a hitter obviously is to hit baseball, but there is something called the strike zone. Bo, you are allowed to take those pitches, but I'm not yeah. going to dock him. He hit one absolutely out, out of the zone outside, and he he – he hit it for a base hit. And I mean that, I mean, the goal is to get on base. He did it. I not even going to sit here and complain because when you get five hits in a ball game, you're doing something right. And right now, Bob Bichette has a hot bat. I've, I'm, I'm going to say it one more time. I believe he is going to finish this year, American league or major league. Not sure which one I'm deciding on with the most, most hits. I mean, he will just put bat on ball. It is just, I wouldn't be surprised, Jesse, if he gets another five-hit game this year. It would not okay. surprise me in the least the way he has been looking. And, I mean, you're, I don't think you're going to see a lot of slumps. Bo Bichette, last year you saw some slumps. I think that we're going to see a more consistent Bo Bichette, Jesse. And I think it's going to bring him to an all-star game this year. And I think it might even get him some MVP votes, depending on how the rest of the year goes in other categories, because he's looked really good, man. There's an argument, Jesse, that Bo Bichette could possibly be our best player right now. I don't think I'll disagree with you. If you take in his whole game, I just wish the defense was a little better. But if he can improve on that, Riley, Bo Bichette might be the full, complete player here. And I want to go back for his last 50 games that Bo Bichette has had, Riley, going back to last September when he was on an absolute heater. He has 83 hits in his last 50 games, Riley. No Blue Jay has ever had more hits in a 50-game span. And you have to go back to 2017 just to find the last big leaguer to have more hits in a 50-game stretch. So what Bo Bichette has done early this year and dating back to last year is unheard of in Major League history. So it's very impressive for Bo Bichette. And honestly, no signs of slowing down. He's going to go a long way to carrying success for this team. And I'm excited to see where it ends up here. Riley, uh, that's it for a thumbs up. But we had a few more minor ones I wanted to get to. George Springer had a leadoff home run. And what do we talk about when we go into a big series and division rivals. We want to set the tone. Well, George Springer did that. I think it was the second pitch of the ball game. George Springer roped one to left center field. It was 115.6 miles per hour off the bat. I believe it was the second hardest hit ball George Springer has hit in his career. So you want to make a statement entering a ball game. George Springer did just that. He also had a great catch in right field. Now his route wasn't great, but the ball just kept carrying and he went back, made a good leap to catch a ball to save a run for Yusei Kikuchi as well. So a little just not of appreciation for Mr. George Springer and what he did this series. I was very wrong about George Springer. Um, I thought there would be some a little more digression in his game. He has looked he has looked very athletic, very quick, um, and very powerful. As you said, that was not a wall scraping home run he hit uh, to lead off that ball game. He he uh, desecrated that ball. And yeah, the catch in right field. You know, it's, yeah, the route, whatever, but he did a great job to recover. And I would argue that it's, it was a very difficult catch to make. I don't have the numbers in front of me for catch rate with that route taken, but certainly a nice catch. George Springer, great tall stature, athletic build. So great for him to make that catch. Yeah, for sure. Going to give a mini thumbs up uh, to George Springer on that one. Also want to give um. I, I gave it to our two pitchers, and let's give it to the battery mates. Another kind of mini thumbs up to Kirk and Jansen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, happy belated to Danny Jansen. Yes, of course. Uh, finally stringing together some, you know, some some hits and Kirk as well. Um, and I mean, two of the best catchers in baseball right now 
for the most part, I don't, I don't know where we would be with, without one of them. It's, you know, my brain was kind of wondering what would happen. And right now I am very okay with, I'm very content with, and I enjoy both Alejandro Kirk and Danny, Danny Jansen behind the plate. You cannot have too much of a good thing. You know, sometimes you can, but in this case, having two very good major league catchers with Jansen and Kirk is, is awesome. I'm still waiting for Danny Jansen to get that first home run. Maybe it'll happen in the game here. Well, he's not in the lineup today, so it won't happen today in this game here, but uh, I figured it's coming now that he's like over his sickness that he had, the power will come and he's a slow starter. He started slow last year too. So look for Danny Jansen to get things going in a little bit here. Riley, I want to give you an update on how Alec Manoa is performing in this start here against the Tampa Bay Rays. We are still in the top of the first Alec Manoa just threw his 32nd pitch, which drops for a hit. That's not good. Um, he hit the Yandy Diaz. He then walked Brandon Lowe. Harold Ramirez got a single. Then he had a bases loaded walk to uh, Wander Franco. So with Jays were already down one, nothing without getting it out. Then he struck out Luke Rayleigh, and then he struck out Taylor Walls, but he just gave up a two-run single here. So the Jays are down 3 nothing, and Alec Manoa only has two outs so far. So not a great start for Alec Manoa. We'll keep tabs on that going forward here. But Riley, we don't have a lot of thumbs down to give. The Blue Jays actually played quite well in these first two games of the series, and I'm assuming something is going to happen in this game today. But I wanted to touch on our bullpen a little bit, and I wanted to talk about Jimmy Garcia. He did give up two home runs, uh, back-to-back shots, which is going to happen for a reliever. And if it's going to happen, you kind of want it when you're up 6-1, to one, right? So those blow-ups don't hurt you. But I guess do we have a thought in general on the performance like Jimmy Garcia and maybe the guys like Eric Swanson in the back end of our bullpen have performed so far this year? Um, I mean, I'm I'm super happy, kind of just with them as a community. Um, we haven't we haven't been in a situation where uh, Garcia has actually. We can't really weigh in. I mean, we we know last year was a time where Garcia was actually one of the best relief pitchers in all of baseball for uh, kind of a period of time, too. So if he comes out next game, Jesse, and gives up three earned runs, so be it, because maybe there's another hot streak involved relief pitchers. It's one of the weirdest positions in all of sports. Year to year, your stats can differentiate so much. And like you said, man, it was it was a six, five or six run lead, whatever it is. So the, that's the time to have that blow up. Um, it didn't cost us the ball game, so I'm fine with it. I'm still very confident in guys like Garrett Swanson and Garcia as well. Um, less so in in Simber. I don't really, I can't really tell you where his game is gone. I really think that a lot of his. I think he's kind of digressing a, li a little bit. His pitch location, he's getting hit. Middle for me, I think he'll still have a good uh, good season with us. I, as far as, as the amount of usage, I don't know. And, um, yeah, um, we still we still have Chad Green to come back later uh, yeah. in the yeah, year as well. Yeah. So that – so that will be a, just another arm, and there's a lot of guys to step up. Bass as well, Richards. I don't, I don't want to talk about Richards. <laughs> Anthony Bass, though, another guy who I don't mind seeing in the seventh or eighth inning and high leverage situations when the game is tight. But Simber isn't one of those guys for me. Garcia definitely at the top of my list, and Swanson's there as well. I mean, we'll just have to see how those games kind of go on. I mean, today, Jesse, we could be 
we're doing this early. We could we could get a blow-up. We could get a fantastic nine strikeouts in a row from three different guys. We don't exactly know yet, but definitely keeping eyes on our bullpen. But I'm very confident in the guys we have right now doing the job behind Jordan Romano. I do just want to make one more quick note on Jimmy Garcia. He has been hit quite hard this year, Riley. In fact, he has a 63% hard hit rate against him. That's tough to swallow. That's like bottom 1% in all of baseball with when guys are hitting him, they're actually hitting him in quite hard. The fastball still looks great. Still looks like a great pitch. His strikeouts are still there. His walks are all right. His velocity is still good, but he's just been getting hit quite hard early in the season. So just take note of that going forward to see if maybe we uh, have to move him down in the bullpen touch order there. Riley, I don't have a lot else to add. I have some prospect notes here, and I guess I'll get into that now. Um, Yasmer Zuleta made a second start, and I remember we talked about him in his first start with Buffalo when he was dynamite. He was not as good in his second start for the Buffalo Bisons. Three innings pitch, seven hits allowed, Riley. Five runs, no walks, two strikeouts, only through 53 pitches, but eight of the 12 batted ball events produced a 95-mile-per-hour exit velocity or harder. That's a tough one to swallow for Yasmer Zuleta. I guess he's not quite major league ready yet, and we'll have to see some more from him down on the farm. Yeah, I like Zuleta. I think that um, I think that he'll be a very effective weapon, not this year, possibly next year or the year after that. Um, another kind of international prospect that has a has a little bit ways to go, but closer than people think. Um, of course, when you get appearances like that, where you're getting hard at the minor league level, um, that's one thing. When you're getting hit hard there, um, and not. Uh, you know, getting your mix in, not getting pitches across in the right location, whatever. However, you are getting hit, leaving balls over the plate, whatever. Um, can't really have that, especially out of a young guy. Would like to see him develop a bit more. Um, he he has the tools. I I fully expect Zuleta to at least get appearances. Um, in September, I probably out of a long spot or something in a non-competitive game. I would like to see that. I think he might be more ready at that point, but he's got a long ways to go before he um, before he really is at his potential as a major league starter. I have him as a kind of a three-four guy as a future Blue Jay, and I think he could very well fill those shoes. Still a long way to go up in development, though, Jesse. Yeah, and I'm not worried. That's what the minor league system is there for. He will progress. We'll just keep eyes on him going forward. I do have a few Blue Jays injury notes, Riley. Jose Brios only threw 77 pitches in his start because he had to leave with a left leg contusion, which I think is good, honestly. You didn't, well, it's not good that a guy has a leg contusion, but I don't think you wanted Jose Brios to face that raise lineup a third time. So maybe using this as an excuse to pull him out. For what it's worth, John Schneider said he's going to be just fine. He's not going to miss another start. And uh, Jordan Romano, in converting the save in game two of the series, he took a line drive off his rib cage, which watching live actually looked like it hurt. He has a right rib contusion, but John Schneider said um, he's a tough guy. We're going to check him out. He's going to be all right. And Jordan Romano was caught throwing around near the bullpen today. So it seems like they might give him a day or two, but Jordan Romano might avoid an IL trip and will probably be used if needed again here, Riley. So any level of concern about the two injuries to our pitchers there? I mean, of course, there is level four concern if it's something that is aggravated. When you talk about pitchers in, in legs and in arms, those are tough ones. Um, Romano in the rib would looked a lot worse than the Brios one for sure. Converted. I want to just say, um, I want to take this time to say, wow, huge kind of highlight of the night for Romano. Very low key. If you take a line drive off yourself and play it as well as he did, as calmly and cool as Jordan Romano did in that situation, absolutely fantastic, man. Oh, yeah, Last 100%. out of the ball game. I, I don't know if that plays overlooked for me. That's a huge play to make that. 
And you know, you want to, he kind of, I think gave, um, gave the catcher and, and gave an infielder a props um, and then kind of just walked away wincing and like that. It was, it was tough to, it was tough to see. I, I know that he's a tough guy. He'll be back for sure. And as far as Barrios not missing a start, I think that's important. I think that, you know, starting pitchers and keeping the rotation is fine. Um, you know, there might be people who will say, well, you know, if he does miss a start, it's not going to hurt us. But who are you going to replace that with? Yeah, I think Thompson, you still like... got to yeah, I st- you still got to let Barrios make his scheduled starts. Of course, if there's any sort of setbacks, do not risk it. Um, we're not nowhere near. This isn't a game seven of a World Series kind of thing. We are still very much early in the year. If there are small injuries at this time, this is the best time to have players sit out in these games early on. That's very important. And I think the coaching staff training staff is smart enough to know those kind of things because baseball, very much a marathon over a sprint and pitching is very important. You want to keep your pitchers healthy because we know what a non-healthy pitching staff looks like. And the way we've been rocking it, we are a hot team in baseball right now. And we definitely, you know, we need all our arms. We need all hands on deck to make this work, Jesse. Well, little update from the game here today. George Springer started the Blue Jays bottom of the first with a full count walk. So a good way to get on. Bo Bichette took an 0-2 pitch, hit it right to the right field gap and for a base hit. And then Vladimir Guerrero Jr. just took another opposite field base hit. So the Jays have two men on, one run in, and nobody out with the Matt Chapman, who's hitting 453 on the young season coming to the plate. So it looks like we are in for a barn burner of a game here. Follow us along on Twitter and stuff. We'll stick with you there, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later on. Riley, with that being said, the Blue Jays' first homestand of the season will be over, and we tend the road to face another good opponent in what is probably going to be the AL West winner in the Houston Astros. Probable pitchers for this start, I believe game one will be Kevin Gosman. It'll be going against, I want to say Christian, ha- yeah, Kevin Gosman against Christian Javier. Tuesday will be Chris Bassett against Jose Urquidy. Wednesday will be Jose Barrios against Luis Garcia. Three righties on the schedule for Houston. It's going to be a very tough series. It always is when the Blue Jays go down to Houston. What are you looking forward to seeing in this series? I am I am looking for us to take a win in this series. I think that's the most important thing. Let's keep our head above the water. Honestly, Houston has a stacked lineup. And those pitchers, Christian Javier, is a fantastic arm. Jose Urquidy is a fantastic arm. Like these are the Houston Astros have quite a deep organization. I mean, their top AAA guys could possibly be playing in the major leagues right now as well. Um, I want a victory in this series. That victory, that one victory that I'm predicting in this series for us will be a tough one to get. They are a very deep team. They are a very, very much still a championship team. If you look at all of the depth charts everywhere, you look at all the rankings, power rankings everywhere, guys like Alvarez, one of the top hitters in baseball, um, their pitching staff, one of the best in, in Major League Baseball. I mean, they're a tough team, and at Minute Maid Park, that's that's tough, man. It's a recipe. We are a hot team, and we can pull off wins, but I'm just going kind of off the, the laws of averages in baseball and saying that we take one game in this series, and you know what? I'm fine with that. I am fine with that. I predict today, let's – well, I'm not saying we're going to lose today, Jesse, but three earned runs in the first inning for Alec Manoa, not good. Um, I hope we put more runs on the board. However, um, 
we can get past this this Houston series and move on from there. But I'm going to say we take one, and uh, I would not be surprised if we uh, if we average five five hits per game in this series, something small, because Houston is that good. Yeah, if the Blue Jays are going to win this series, it's going to come down to the offense again. We're going to have to hit. I have no question that Kevin Gosman is going to shove in his start. But Chris Bassett and Jose Brios, I am a little bit worried about. Like, you already know Jordan Alvarez is taking one, if not both of them deep. So that might happen. Um, in terms of Alec Manoa, he allowed three earned runs in his last start against Detroit, too, and then settled in nicely. So let's hope he has a good one coming here. Uh, Riley, that's going to be it. That's all I got. Is there something you think we're missing for our episode here today? Jesse, I have some news just right quick. I was informed by my bosses and uh, buds and blue jays. I'll be taking some time away. I am headed to Kirkland. And by Kirkland, I mean Alejandro Kirk. I'm going to Mexico for a week for a wedding. So sadly, I will miss two very important series um, coming up. Very important and very you know, kind of could have a big implications on the rest of the year, but we have such good camaraderie here at Buds and Blue Jays that I'm sure Kyle or Bassie will step up to the plate and kind of cover my spot while I'm away, which, um, you know, got to live my life a little bit. I'll be missing the baseball, but I'm sure I'll still be catching the games because I'll tell you what, I'm sh- I haven't been to Mexico before, but I'm sure they love their baseball down there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do some scouting for us, will you? See if you can give a report to the Blue Jays and some Mexican ball players down there while you're down at the wedding. And in the meantime, like you said, we'll have some call-ups in the minor leagues here on Buds and Blue Jays, maybe even some guests. We will still be coming with you with the content coming through. Guys, thank you for sticking with us. Remember, please like the video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the fun stuff you can find, Buds and Blue Jays. We'll be more active on there as the time goes on. It's just, man, we got to find the time. Two guys doing busy stuff, but we'll be able to make it work. Until then, guys, we'll see you again. Let's hope the Blue Jays can pull out a win today. And either way, series win against Tampa Bay. Let's go Blue Jays. Thanks, guys.